0: welcome to Uptime Logistics. I am your host, Duck Draper, uh, and I would uh, like to talk about an amazing show we have going on today. Uh, Uptime Logistics, as you know, is sponsored and produced by uh, Cap Logistics. And uh, today we're going to jump into a really great topic that's very relevant and uh, very interesting to me as I started doing some research on this topic. And whenever that happens, we got to bring out the best and the brightest. And, and that is our guest uh, for, for today. So I would like to uh, uh, welcome and say hello to Sydney. Hey, how's it going?
1: It's going well. It's a great Friday, although I'm in Arizona and it's going to be about 110 degrees today. So I'm glad that it's kind of cool in here.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it is uh, that time of year for sure. So before we jump into it, I wanted to um, you know do a little bit better introduction uh, with you and our and our group, but. There's a couple things you're involved with. One is called the Southwest Policy Group, and then another entity called Amigos, uh, which is an acronym, and we're going to have to have you jump in on that one first. But I also wanted to let our audience know that uh, you graduated summa cum laude from Kansas Newman College. That's actually uh, now referred to as Newman University in Wichita, and Cindy and I uh, spoke about it because that's where I grew up, so we talked about the, the beer halls and the things that we used to to haunt together, but it's great to talk to somebody uh, who knows Wichita. Um, You've owned your own public relations firm. uh, Like I said, that Southwest Policy Group. Uh, You've served as the president of the mining industry powerhouse, which is Amigos, uh, for just about 30 years. Five years of that, you were also the president of the Arizona Mining Association. Five-year term as a board of governors at the Arizona Department of Mines and Mineral Resources. So you've pretty much been an advisor, a ghostwriter for candidates and elected officials, which is pretty cool, including three presidential campaigns. And now, Cindy, you are an official guest of the Uptime Logistics podcast, and we can't thank you enough.
1: Great. This is a highlight. I'm happy to be here.
0: Exactly. So that's the the, the stock intro, but there's a lot more uh, uh, to your career and some of your highlights. So before we get into the meat and potatoes, Talk to our audience a little bit about some other things you've accomplished and maybe a few things you're really proud of uh, personally and professionally in your life.
1: Wow. Well, public policy drives me. I, I, I'm very interested in it. So I've done quite a few things legislatively to make things, I think, better for folks here in Arizona. One of the major accomplishments has been I've successfully amended Arizona's Constitution a couple of times at the ballot box uh, for voters to decide. And they decided the way I wanted them to and amended the constitution once uh, to require a supermajority vote by the legislature in order to raise taxes. So taxes haven't been raised by the legislature ever since for a couple of decades now. And I think that's really been a part of keeping Arizona such a vibrant economic powerhouse as a state, good place to do business, good place to live. Another time uh, I amended the Constitution to guarantee folks the right to always have a secret ballot because that was under threat um, in union organizing elections, taking away people's ability to let their vote on that key issue be secret. So in Arizona, you will always have the right to a secret ballot. Other things like that. School choice has been a big driving force here for me, and Arizona is number one of all 50 states. In parents' choice in education options for their children, and I'm very proud of that one.
0: Oh, excellent, excellent. Well, thanks for that. So, give us a quick summary. Um, you know, you kind of say, you know, what's the state of mining in in the United States? And I know your expertise is really down in Arizona, so maybe we'll take two brush strokes with that. First of all, kind of the current state of mining in the U.S., and then and then uh, dr- drill down a little bit um, into specifically with Arizona.
1: Well, there's good news and bad news, I guess, in every topic that you probably discuss on this program. Uh, Good news is we have a vibrant, important mining industry in America. We mine a lot of copper and gold and silver and feldspar, (laughs) things like that, that we need. So those are things that are mined here. I think a more important question is what isn't mined here that we need. And the United States of America is dependent on imports for many, many mined materials that we cannot live without. And that's a concern. Um, it ought to be a concern for everyone. For instance, bauxite. You make aluminum out of bauxite. We don't mine any of it here. Aluminum is pretty important. People are pretty aware of aluminum. Uh, and so we are 100% dependent on foreign sources for that. Um, and there's all kinds of them i can i can mention and that's a great concern and as we pursue green energy which everyone's talking about everybody wants to do that electric vehicles are now on the minds of everyone with the high gas prices those electric vehicles are going to require in the next 10 years to meet even close to the goals that have been set for numbers of electric vehicles in this country. I read this this morning in an article, 200,000 more tons of rare earth elements are going to be required for those electric vehicles over the next 10 years. That means a lot more mining of rare earths. And that's something that we're dependent largely on foreign sources for. So there's good news. Mining is going great, but there's some real concerns uh, as we head into the future as how much we're going to need.
0: Yeah. So um, maybe talk a little bit about how mining um, affects the general public. You talked a little bit about, about aluminum, right? But I think there's a lot of folks that may not realize the, uh, I was about to say, the cell phones that we have and, and everything else. So spread um, that needle about things that are happening the mine versus how that impacts people and what they touch, feel, and interact with on on a daily basis.
1: There's an old saying that people used to say, or I've seen it on bumper stickers in the past: "If it's not grown, it has to be mined." And that's pretty much it. So as you touch this phone or this equipment that we're engaged together with, all of that requires a vast amount of mined materials. Uh, so it impacts people's daily lives from morning till till night, all day long, every day. Um, I ran for Congress. uh, I was the Republican nominee for Congress uh, in Congressional District 1 of Arizona about a a while back, I forget, 10 years ago. So anyway, it's been a while. Uh, But on the campaign trail, I heard a member of Congress had said uh, in congressional hearing, uh, we don't use much copper in New York. So so I I eagerly uh, address that in every audience uh, that I spoke to because if there's a member of Congress in New York that doesn't use much copper, then she has to walk back and forth to Washington DC because you cannot have any mode of transportation other than your two feet. that does not require massive amounts of copper and electric vehicles, I'll go back to that, will require a whole heck of a lot more copper Than does your internal combustion engine vehicle so um you touch it every aspect of your life when you open your refrigerator uh when you use your microwave or your dishwasher any of these things require that you have somebody has mined that
0: stuff yeah yeah so um you know a lot of uh um People out there and folks who are driving around, you know, I think you made a good point where you said if it's not grown, then it's mined. And um, when people see a mine, they see like strip mining and and, um, the earth being turned up. And it's a visual and it's like what's happening over there? And there is a perception of, you know, potentially destroying the earth. Right. Which I know is not the case at all. I don't want to be too dramatic on that stuff. But there's a lot of misconceptions of what's going on out there technologies that are around with minimizing impact to the environment. Um, So maybe um, let's just call it out and identify a couple, you know, one or two misconceptions that people have related to mining. Um, We'll start there and then I have a follow up question after that one. So maybe we'll start there.
1: It's not your grandpa's mining industry. It has changed so much over the years. And, yeah, folks picture a burrow and a guy with a pickaxe when they think of mining, it's a cartoon. Uh, it's not that way at all. It's a very high-tech industry. And it's got such great new technologies in terms of mine reclamation. So what might be a mine today, once that all the, the metal or minerals have been mined, it will be restored to where you can't even tell there ever was a mine there. That's the technology it's come so far. And a good example right here in Arizona is where uh, Resolution Copper, for instance, is going to be, it's a massive, massive ore body. And there will be a mine there someday. And we can get into why it takes so long for a mine to come around when it shouldn't. Uh, That's one thing we need to do better in this country is get the permitting process streamlined so it doesn't take 20, 30 years. But um, they took an old legacy site that had been mined, gosh, in the 70s, I think, is when that particular mine shut down and completely restored it, completely reclaimed that. You could not even possibly tell there ever was a mine where they went in near the town of Superior and reclaimed it all. And so that's what mining is now today. It's not what it was 150 years ago. And it's, it's only getting better. It's only getting more efficient. It's only getting cleaner, better, safer all the time because of great new technologies that are being developed. Um, remote vehicles, for instance, I watched a, uh, demonstration of a miner who was sitting as if he were in a sitting in a game console, that kind of a chair, and, and there was a screen in front of him in an office building, miles and miles away, hundreds of miles away from the mining equipment in an underground mine that he was operating. So he wasn't in the underground mine; the equipment was, and he was sitting in a cool, comfortable, air conditioned office, and. Uh, doing great work mining, I believe it was a nickel mine in uh, Canada. So um, things have changed, folks, and it is a great time to be in mining. And it's a great time for students to even consider a career in mining. Uh, And and the bright future awaits them for those that want to go into here at the best school for mines. I think there is. Well, you've got Colorado School of Mines in Golden. But we have the University of Arizona in Tucson, and the the things that they are doing there um, to advance new technologies that might be being advanced for mining, but have applications in things as diverse as medicine, for instance. Copper's use in medicine is expanded way beyond I could have even imagined when I started in this industry so many years ago, so lots of good things on the horizon and it's uh, a whole different type of mining than mm-hmm. folks might be thinking about.
0: Yeah. You know, when, when we were, um, talking a little bit before the call, one thing that, uh, a common theme that came up, which I thought was really interesting. And really important to talk to our, our audience about is the small business implication of the mining. We just, you know, you, you just outlined an individual, you know, um, Navigating and working a mine from a chair, you know, you got the safety aspects of it. But I think it's important to understand all the peripheral services, right? Kind of like, yes, you are mining, but there's picks and axes that are being sold, so to speak. To go back to that old analogy, right? There's other things and um, ancillary services and products that are used. It's important for folks to understand that it's just not what's happening in the mine. There's other things around, and a lot of those uh, are supported by small business. And I know you have a passion about that, so. Talk about how that small business really impacts and, and assists in the mining uh, industry and application.
1: Well, you can you can think of that one person that's actually working at the mine and multiply them times four, because that one miner supports four other small business jobs the type of jobs that I work with all the time in Amigos. Amigos is a group of mining suppliers and mostly small and mid-sized businesses that depend on a healthy mining industry to keep all their folks employed. And so while a lot of folks maybe don't know anybody that works in a mine, because here I'm sitting in the Metro Phoenix area and we are really far from any active mines. So folks probably don't even know what they are where they are have ever been to one but they can sure relate to somebody that sells tires they have to buy tires well mines have to buy tires they have to have to buy really big ones but they buy big tires from the local tire dealer um so uh you can you can relate to someone like that environmental consultants i always like to bring up environmental consultants because The mining industry employs a whole lot of environmental firms that are probably located in Tucson, Phoenix, big cities, and those folks wake up every single day and go to work and think of and design and come up with new ways of keeping our air clean and our water clean and our environment clean, and mines employ a lot of those people. And you can relate to somebody like that because you probably have somebody like that in your neighborhood. So small business, mines buy a lot of things from small businesses and services and the locales where the mines um, exist near, those small towns, the restaurants, the hotels, all of those things are dependent upon those mines. So Arizona, here as in anywhere else in the country or the world where there's a mine, uh, they, they keep a lot of small businesses being able to keep their people employed. Mm-hmm.
0: I know there was a couple other industries that aren't you know directly uh, impacted. you talk about restaurants and things, but I know there's a, um, a lot of consulting services. you got the reclamation, you have all these high tech a- applications going on in, in mind a little bit. Some of those may be local and some of them maybe not. but maybe talk about those three the you know the high tech the safety, and um, reclamation uh, and how those are growing and are an important part of an ancillary uh, support mechanism.
1: Hmm. Well, I'll start by saying that when I started with Amigos almost 30 years ago now, I would hear a presentation from a general manager of some mine here in the state or elsewhere. And they would say something like, and we expect that our mine life will be uh, 20 years, remaining so in other words 20 years later they expected the mine would be in closure and reclamation well now it's longer it's almost 30 years and those same mines are still operating and you hear the same uh person speaking on behalf of that mine it might be a different person but the person that's in charge of that mine is speaking today and saying well we expect our mine life to be 29 years from now now some of it's because of new exploration yes but a lot of it is because of the new and improved technology that is enabling the mind of what would have been considered waste rock 20 years ago is now going back and being mined again. And that's just, that just is only gonna get better. It's only gonna improve. So, and that's good because as I said, from the beginning, we are going to need so much more mined material in this country and throughout the world to meet the new the demands that are coming for these these uh, metals and minerals and uh so we're gonna need a lot more of it Mm -hmm. thankfully new technologies are going to enable that to happen uh you mentioned safety safety's job one we always say it every day uh when we finish uh um, meetings in the mining industry we ask People have a great day. Well, it's often have a safe day. Safety is number one in the minds, in the mind of the mines every day. And I will tell you, you are more likely to get hurt on the job working in retail than you are in a mine. And those are the stats from the labor, labor department. I didn't just make those up. You're more likely to get injured on the job working at a Walmart than you are working in a mine. And that's because safety is number one priority. And um, every single day uh, you have um, that as a, a focus of from the top to the, the entry level worker. That is the most important focus is safety. Mm-hmm. That's, that's good. It's getting better all the time. What was your last one? You said technology safety and I forgot the third one.
0: Oh, I, w- it was, I think you covered them, really. I think the specific one was just reclamation, but I think you talked about that with the ability to you know, to really squeeze out the waste material, um, so to speak. That, uh, you're not just throwing away materials that you didn't have the technology to mine in the past. So that, was, that was really
1: cool. And it's only going to get get better. Yeah. It's improving every day. That's yeah. exciting stuff.
0: And that's a perfect segue to, to uh, the next question, Sydney, is... Five years out. It's a question I like to ask our our guests, regardless of topic, is where is this industry? Fast forward our audience. Give us a perspective and a picture of what things look like five years out. Whether that's policy related, whether it's what's happening literally in the mine, or whether it's technology. So we're now in like 2028, 20, and um, paint a picture for us. What's going on in the industry?
1: I hope that what goes on in the in- industry going forward is because of the increased demand, is finding way without lowering any expectation or any of the strict environmental regulations that we meet and exceed every day. Without doing anything to diminish that at all, we have got to find a way that it shouldn't take decades to bring a new mining project online. That is unacceptable in my view, for, uh, for instance, I, I printed out a report of all the critical minerals that we need in the U.S. and our policy regarding them. Uh, here, gallium, integrated circuits. You need it in all high-tech equipment. You need it in LED lights. As we've transitioned to LED lights for energy conservation, this is a critical mineral we need, and we are one. 100% dependent on foreign sources for that. We can't have any high-tech equipment at all without that critical mineral, 100% dependent. And here's a long, long list of them, three pages of them in probably about eight point type. So my hope is that we can do better at enabling miners to do what they do best is produce the things we cannot live without. We cannot defend the country without them. Uh, The military applications for all of this are vital to us and we should not be dependent on foreign sources, particularly China, for things that our military needs to defend our country. So that's what I hope for in the next five years. What I know will happen over the next five years is that the mines will get safer than they even are today. They will get more high tech than they even are today. They will get more efficient than they are today. And that's gonna be great to watch. And we'll find uh, more uses for these important these important minerals. So, good. Yeah. Future's bright, it's as bright as a copper penny, although there's not a lot of copper in a penny. I <laughs> love
0: money. it. I love it. I love it. You know, I was just thinking that um, if any of our listeners uh, are personally interested, have family or friends and like, hey, this mining industry and this whole, um, you know, career, how do you get into it? Like, how do you learn? So there's some 22 year old kid that's like, I'm not sure what I would do with my life and mining may be something I want to pursue. Talk to us about how people can learn more about individually getting involved as a career.
1: There are so many good jobs available in the mining industry today. Um, it's a great industry to to get into. Now you can be uh, go and get an um, an apprenticeship if you're interested in the you know you want to get your fingers hands dirty and you know work on engines and things like that. Then then you know become a heavy equipment diesel mechanic or something. Uh, those have six figure incomes in the mining industry. And uh, the, that for that, you go to a trade school. So there's the trades. You can go into all of, go to a trade school uh, job fair and see what they have and see what looks like fun. And only you get to play with the big toys, you know? So that's one way. But then there's also the engineering degrees, so the chemical, ge- um, geological, uh, metallurgy. There's all of those opportunities there in the sciences. And the um, University of Arizona is a great source for those type of degrees, as is Colorado School of Mines. Um, so that's, that's an, another way to go. So, but don't, don't dismiss the trades because those are really good jobs and don't require a college degree necessarily, uh, a trade school you know, program perhaps. And there's lots of jobs available right now for those folks.
0: That's great. Well, tell us one more time about um, AMIGOS. I love the acronym, so I know we spoke a little bit about it, but tell us about that organization again and, and your, your, your policy company. How do folks get in touch with you? And tell us more about what you're doing in those specific, uh, specific entities.
1: Right. AMIGOS, as you said, it's an acronym. It stands for Arizona Mining and Industry Get Our Support. But we really are just friends. We're the mine's best friends. And uh, what we do for the industry, because as we said, folks can relate to somebody that's a small business owner in their local community. And so when the mines um, have permitting um, going on and so they have public comment opportunities, uh, it's the members of Amigos that stand up and be counted and let the regulators and the governmental officials all know that I couldn't keep my X number of employees uh, on these high paying jobs without this mine going forward. So we we do a lot for, for the mining industry in that regard. Um, although lately with Zoom meetings, we've been having a lot more than, than Arizona mines being introduced to our mining suppliers. Uh, so we probably should change the A to America because we've been talking to mines from all over North and South America. Um, and so, our suppliers are being introduced to a lot more customers. And right now with supply chain issues, you you deal with them all the time. um, Mines are going to need to have even a deeper bench, as it were, of suppliers. Because if one particular supplier ends up having trouble getting that particular product they need, well, then they've got a bench of others to to call upon. So um, it's a good time for folks that are... um, you know, in small businesses to look at selling their goods and services to the mines because they sure buy a heck of a lot of them. So good time to be an amigo. Our website is uh, miningamigos.com uh, and there you can see it's really more of a buyer's guide. It's like a catalog almost where if someone in the mines is looking for a particular brand of motor or pump or something like that, they can just enter that keyword and up will come the the, the names of the suppliers and their contact information that provide that product or service for uh, for the mines, like Cap Logistics, is there. If you're looking for needing to to get something from point A to point B and you don't have a lot of time to do it, you can find that on our website. And the mines need that a lot. So
0: great, great. Well, Cindy, I can't thank you enough for joining us today. It's been real um, oh. educational for me, and I'm share with our audience as well. There's a lot more what's going on underground uh, and on top of it to support than, than I think we may realize. And you did a, an excellent job of explaining everything. To us. So I can't thank you enough for joining us today on Uptime Logistics. I really appreciate your time.
1: Well, thank you. It's been an honor to be here. And, you know, I, I know some things about mining, but one thing I know is I don't, I, I, I learn something new every single day as the mining industry grows and changes and adapts. Uh, and it will on into the future. So it's fun. Nice.
0: And um, we'll just leave it there. I appreciate it, Cindy. And I'd like to thank uh, our audience for joining us today on Uptime Logistics. Uh, obviously, it's powered by Cap Logistics. We can't thank them enough. You can find more information about the show in the description below. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe uh, to Cap Logistics channel. And please visit caplogistics.com for customized transportation solutions, including in the mining industry. So thanks for listening to us today, everybody. Take care.